Bro, I be telling you, bro, she spray, spray gas on the stage. She hella funny, bro. Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Foster. Catch her on the stage, yeah, you know she's a monster. Hair done, nails did, always looking so proper. She the real deal like some homemade pasta. Everywhere she goes, she flow like the water. And she's too hot for y'all, unlike your mama. Always cool, no need for drama. She spit straight gas like a petrol llama. Straight gas like a petrol llama. It is Friday. Throw on some DMX, pour one out for him, and enjoy this podcast. You're going to love it. It's with my friend Gabo. We became friends in Barcelona, and he is an amazing, amazing artist. So you'll be able to find out where his work is and just hear a little bit about his process and our time together. Make sure and share this with a friend this week, please. Thank you. Enjoy. Bye. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of Petrol Llama. I am so excited about this guest because I really have not seen his face in a very long time. Very long time. Oh, so long. You guys, welcome to Petrol Llama. Gabo. Hello. 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 What's oh up? Gosh. What's up, dude? Is that a new tattoo on your? Yes. Oh, shit. Without rhyme or reason. Wow. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. One of my, um, well, my best friend from college passed away last year. And yeah. And that's something that she used to say all of the time. And so it's kind that's of how she went out too. Cool, dude. Yeah. Um, are you in Barcelona so, right now? I am in Barcelona right now. Okay. I'm in this new little flat. Leanna oh, yeah. and I got Leanna, my girlfriend, and I got a uh, <laughs> couple that's of. So like, my girlfriend. <laughs> well, you told me to describe people, so I'm describing people. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was an Airbnb, but you know, situations here are a little bit different now. So we got it from someone who's actually a Mexican lady, an architect who has a company in San Francisco, who's been having a, a company in San Francisco construction or something in architecture for years and now she lives here so you know she liked us because i'm mexican and she's american and great so we <laughs> and we live here that's amazing congratulations i know you guys have been looking Thank for you. a place for a while dude it was so hard yeah it why is it easy. so hard right now because everyone's well most people are not doing as well economically and uh, but prices for lease are not you know, haven't gone down that much. Mm. So, you know, in our personal situation right now with me doing illustration and Liana still searching for a location for her new company that she wants to build, you know, this uh, social club for women, for entrepreneurial women. Yeah. So, you know, we've been having kind of a hard time with COVID last year and everything. And, totally. and you our guys, budget. What? You guys both got COVID, right? Yes, we both got COVID last year in August where we were living in a fucking hotel. A beautiful fucking hotel, by the way, but we were living in a hotel. We what? did for five months and a half. Oh. Yep. How do you know how you got it? What was it like? Tell me all of that. No idea. No idea. 
I'm going to give you a little bit of the background story. Sure. Uh, I came back to Barcelona on March 12th, and Liana was already here for a couple of weeks. We were supposed to meet before, but I don't know if you remember that I had a molar situation in Mexico where I had got an infection, ended up in the hospital for 10 to 12 days, etc. So I had to postpone my flight, and I got here March 12th. And the idea was to spend a weekend in a hotel, in a little boutique hotel that she found. Um, and then, you know, she was going to stay with some friends and I was going to stay with some friends separately while we look for an apartment. On March 14th, they declared the lockdown and we were stuck in the hotel. So we asked the people at the hotel if we could stay for the 15 days that we were yeah. supposed to be here or there um, for a special COVID price. And we ended up making friends with them and we built a little commune with them. And they were super nice people. So we were able to stay there and live there for five months and a half. We had like a studio suite. So it was pretty cool, you know, given the situation. Right. Um, and at some point in July, we, we got a job at the hotel because uh, hotels reopened. So we were able to work in exchange for, you know, the roof. I think it happened there somehow. Yeah. But... At the same time, no one who worked with us or worked close to us, even a friend that I saw the day I went to get checked and I hugged her, uh, no one got it. Like, really? We yeah, we didn't pass it to anyone at all. So obviously someone passed it to me and then I passed it to Liana or the other way around. We right. have no idea how. And the symptoms were different. I mine was a little bit not so bad I, think mm -hmm. I had some coughing and like i was tired headaches sometimes some shivering like you know some, some uh joint pain you know like uh, I, i've had a thing in my knee for a while and that was accentuated you say you know yeah. like, a bit more um liana had it a little bit worse she had high fevers coughing was bad like a couple of times i was thinking about calling an ambulance or something because you know you can't go and just grab a taxi yeah um but after a month it went away a month yeah damn a month and then we 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 had like green light to socialize again but we decided to stay in for one more week yeah just to you know not risk anyone we we knew or know and that was it. And Leanne actually wrote an essay on her uh, blog for her company. You know what the name is of the essay? She had it. COVID healing. COVID healing on Juno hi, House. Liana. She says hi. By the way, she can't hear you because I have oh, this. Oh yeah, duh, technology. Can I swear on this? Oh my God! Yes, please. Fuck yeah! All right. Um, <laughs> and that was it. That was experience. You know, and and we're glad we had it in a way because now we're free. Yeah. And in the beginning of last month in March, I was feeling a little bit ill. Like, yeah. oh, and I was, oh, shit, maybe I had it. I, I got it again. Went for a checkup and we both have like our antibodies up high. That's great. So we're yeah, we're good. We're good. That's amazing. We're going to wait for the vaccine to, you know, get better because <laughs> we have the antibodies now. Yeah. And in the future, we may get it, but... I've yeah, got my first vaccine shot and I get my other one in a few weeks. Good. Yeah. Which one? Uh, I got Moderna. That's, That's good, right? 
Yeah, I think so. It's like Moderna and Pfizer are the one where you have to get two shots and then yeah. Johnson and Johnson is Johnson, one shot just one. and mm-hmm. not as effective. Well, are you working out by the way? I know this is completely out of the subject, but your shoulders look amazing. Oh my God, thank you. I've been, oh my God. Lot, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of yoga and like, so. Oh, Liana would be happy to hear. That. I know, I know. Liana was like my, your girlfriend was my one-on-one yoga instructor and she helped me do my first like actual handstand. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Nice. yeah, she's amazing. I love her. Oh, um, me too. Do you want to tell everyone how we met? You and I? Yeah. Yes. Um... <laughs> Don't sound so excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, it was yesterday. Um, yes, I found out about this thing called the Collective Europe, mm-hmm. which was an event gathering people from all over the place, and they had speakers and artists. Etc. And I remember applying to do a mural for them for the four days that the event was gonna, you know. Yeah, it was like a um, live mural. So all throughout this retreat thing that we went to. It was a retreat, thank you, yes. Yeah, Gabo is like painting. So you're getting to watch the entire process of this thing coming together, which was so cool. And it was tech free. Yeah, we had to give our cell phones. We had to like check them in. Yeah. Which was so weird because there were so many times you'd be like, oh, let me show you a picture. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, um, and you were working there. You were working for them. Mm-hmm. And basically that's how we, I don't remember the details of how we said hi to each other or anything, but I just remember I like, hey, what's up? And I mean, you worked there, so we had to talk at some point. Yeah, yeah. We made friends with Flor, who's, who's a, another amazing artist. Yes, I'm happy. Not that I'm calling myself amazing, but she's amazing. You guys are both amazing artists. Thank you. That, that was, was the was first. Fishing for that. Thank you. <laughs> that was the first weekend I called myself an artist. Yes, that's true. Do you remember like, you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm not an artist. And then everyone around was like, yes, you are. And I was yes, like, I am. I am, really? Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> The, the first time I remember like really interacting with you was during one of the um, exercises. Yes. Where we, we were doing like body hands. movement and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had to hold hands and guide the other with clothes yeah. on. Right? Yeah, it was wild. Was it was like a whole thing of trust and you had to close your eyes. One partner closed their eyes and the other partner guided them around and then would grab their hand and have them feel different things and you would yes. have to like guess what you were feeling it was exactly yeah and then Extra you had to trust. run with your eyes closed and that yes. is pure trust mm-hmm. and you that did run me into something I do remember that I'm pretty sure I did I don't yeah <laughs> was it on purpose or on accident no I don't think so no but so I like when I moved to Barcelona this was the first thing that I did um I dropped my stuff off at the place that I was staying and then I immediately went to this retreat and I knew no one in Barcelona and I met 2017 right yeah I met you there because Mm. basically everyone who went to this retreat didn't actually live in the area they were all traveling in so I thought I was going to meet a bunch of new friends I'd have in Barcelona 
and you were like the only one who actually lived there besides Flor. Me and Flor, yeah. Yeah, but I just got so lucky that I met you guys. I just remember like getting pretty drunk and we all decided that we were going to go on a um, nature exploration. Yes, holding hands. Someone had weed. And so we were all like just smoking weed in the middle of the forest. And we were all like, oh, this is so. Was that me? Yeah. I had weed? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty, yeah. Sounds Sounds like like it. Right? I'm pretty sure that was the first night I met you was we were setting up the night before the retreat and you came in with all of your stuff and then you were like hey we've got weed if you want to smoke and I was like I mean I'm not gonna yeah actually that was the first time and and I was a little bit afraid to ask people if they want because I didn't know like I didn't know anyone and I didn't know if you guys were like no we don't do that shit or this is too professional for us to I mean it wasn't the in the woods but still no It was funny because you, I'm pretty sure you said, you're from California. Do you want some weed? <laughs> yeah, but you you were working for them. You were not like directing the whole thing. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. When Anik said, yeah, sure, I'll have some weed. I was like, oh, shit. I know. Mama's going to smoke. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was so lucky to have found you then because you became not only one of my best friends, you helped me do all of the things that you have to do when you move to a new place. Like you literally came and sat with me in the Spanish version of a DMV. Yes, I did. To get my. (laughs) And you were hungover as fuck. Oh my God. I was painfully hungover. Like I think my eyes were Even to others. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone's wondering, the Spanish DMV is just as annoying as the American DMV. Especially if you don't speak Spanish, like especially you. Especially if you don't back then, and especially if you don't have all the correct documents. So then you have to. Yeah, that was right. They give you all the wrong information. I'm so glad I was with you, dude. Yeah, because I couldn't have understood what she was asking for. Yeah, yeah. Who gave you all that information? I don't remember. Someone in your school or something like that. Yeah, in my school. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I just remember that morning I'm so hungover and you look over at me and you're like, you know, if I just saw you in a bar, I would hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it was more like if I just heard you in a bar. Yes. Yes. You told me multiple times you hated my voice and you hated Mm -hmm. my laugh. (laughs) Yes, I did. In a, phonetically, in a phonetically or phonetical way that doesn't make it any better yeah because i don't hate you you're an amazing person i love you <laughs> you know but if i didn't know you i would i would have hated your voice well yes i, I kind of do anyways but i love you so that, <laughs> you know it's a difference if someone were to ask you to do an impersonation of me what would it sound like no i'm not gonna do it no come on no really later Okay. Later. Really? Bye. <laughs> no, that's it. That's that's a little bit of you. I, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm, I take a lot of pride in my in my imitations. Oh so wow! So it's more about a pride thing, and not you don't want to hurt course. my feelings. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I'm known between my friends to do it really well, but I don't do like famous people or anything. I just do like friends and people because I have time to analyze and hear them to see them 
and yeah. even copy expressions and the way they move, you know, shit like that. Yeah. And, and I don't like it when people ask me to do it. They, they come out randomly. Okay. You know? So when well. people are like, do, do this guy, I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, <laughs> I gave you a little bit. So that means I love you. That's all I ask. Um, I also remember a really bonding moment in our friendship is when Louis C.K. got outed. Yes. And we were both actually depressed yes. <laughs> because we liked Louis C.K. so much and we were so disappointed in like his behavior and we thought that he was a different person and all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard. It was, it was weird. It was, it was uh, so weird. Crushing a little bit. Yeah. Was, you know, like such high admiration, which I still have. You know, I, I, I went to see him in Mexico City when he started his last tour last year. I had a little bit of trouble with it. To be honest, I think I even talked to you about it. Like, yeah. I don't know if I should go because I admire this guy so much, but you know, this, this, this happened. But in the end, I was like, fuck it. I want to see, I want to see him. I want to see what he's about. Yeah. And I did go. And I, I think that's fine. I think like, listen, I personally probably will not go to a show of his or pay for anything, but I, I understand. Do I do think an artist and their art are two different things. I think the artists themselves, if we expect artists to be 100% saints, we're never going to get creative work. Um, well said. Yep. I, I think that, you know, art, at least for me, comes from extremely painful moments, big fuck ups. And it's never like, oh my God, I had the best day. I can't wait to write a joke about it. Like, yeah. no one cares. No yeah. one cares that you had a good day. And it's not going to be funny, probably. No, it's not going to be funny. Like we relate over pain and we relate over the things that we're not supposed to talk about. But I think art, something that an artist creates is for the people to have, right? Mm -hmm. Because you and I could see the same painting. We could listen to the same song. We could see the same comic and have completely different experiences with it. Because half of an experience with any artistic work is you bringing your shit into it and your experiences and your past and how it relates to you. And your pain too, I guess. Yeah, a thousand percent your pain. Yeah. So I'm also really against cancel culture as like, Me too. you know, like you find out lately. you find out one thing about a person and, and then they fall apart. Like, if everyone knew everything about me, you certainly would not listen to me. I am not, oh, an, you know, like I'm not an infallible person. And I think the cancel culture doesn't allow people to learn. It doesn't allow people to do better. And it doesn't encourage people to ask questions about what they don't know. And it doesn't give them a chance to just be who they are right now because a lot of the cancel culture goes from you know they go hunting your mistakes from years ago and you're not the fucking same person so i don't think it's fair but you know yeah i, mean, I would i would be so fucking canceled if i was famous totally <laughs> so, i'm so politically incorrect you know even yeah. now but especially back years ago if you go like oh yeah he said that when he was 27 well yeah I was a fuck up when I was 27. I still am. 100%. I'm just a 40 year old fuck up now. So it's a <laughs> But I'm fucking up on different things. I think it would be more alarming if someone remained the per same person for 10 years 
versus growing and becoming a very different yes. person over 10 years. Yes. True that. I mean, there's some stuff that I still deal with that I've been yeah. like, fuck, man, I haven't matured in this or yeah. that uh, matter. But in general, you have to fucking be there. I mean, you have to, to change. Yeah. If yeah. not, yeah. Yeah. If not only because your surroundings are changing, you know? Yeah. Like, I struggle being around people who don't take personal growth really as a priority. Seriously. Because mm. I'm like, okay, I heard that opinion from you 10 years ago and I'm bored now. Thank you. Yeah. Um, or I've been hearing it for 10 years. Which yeah. Is <laughs> and I cannot hear it again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> okay. So I clearly admire your artwork. Um, I have Thank it up you. in my home. Um, yes, you do. I appreciate that very much. When I lived in Barcelona, though, it was such a cool experience because you had a bunch of oversized paintings that you didn't mm. know where to put. And I was like, hi, I have walls. <laughs> give, them, <laughs> yeah, give them all to me. And so my whole home was like a Gabo exhibit. Gallery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that too, man. That was, that was really nice. It was great. Um, tell me a little bit about your artistic process of like. Oof. It's complicated. I mean, I remember you coming to my place. I told <laughs> you with full anxiety, like, come see me. I feel like shit. And you came into my house and everything was a fucking disaster because I was <laughs> broke shit and I threw stuff and I was painting something for my ex-girlfriend and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and you I were so nice to me. When it, which is wild when I showed up and I was like, oh my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the painting was beautiful, but the, the house was a mess. That's okay. Yeah, well, you know, I broke some stuff because I, I couldn't bear whatever I, I was dealing with at the moment, but well, you were there. Me. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the beautiful part of this story, right? Is it's not just like you're like... <laughs> Oh, beautiful painting. This is great. Like your process oh, yeah, is so emotional and you take everything so personally and you are yep. such a perfectionist to a point that yes. you throw shit and break shit when you don't feel like it's good enough. Like talk to me about that. That has changed a little bit. Okay. I've learned, I've learned a little bit that it's better done than perfect because perfect was taking me too long. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know, man, like things have changed a little bit now. I'm doing other stuff. Um, I haven't had the chance yet to find another space to paint mm -hmm. since last year. I'm in the process. Um, but things come to me first, uh, sometimes as an idea that I sketch. And sometimes I don't even have an idea. I don't even have a feeling. Sometimes I just sketch something and it takes shape into something that it wasn't in my imagination or my heart or anywhere. Um, and then from there, it develops itself. Mm -hmm. um, but as a series artist, sometimes you have to think about producing a series where you want to say something, right? Everyone has different ways of doing stuff and mine varies depending on how I feel and what's going on in my life and if I have a space or not, or, you know, 
if I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm bored. I, I don't have a specific process that I can tell you. I, w- I wish I could. I wish it'd be like, yeah, no, every time I do this and I've been doing this for years, I'm a mess. Like yeah. it happens just the way it does. I didn't expect it to be a linear process, but I wonder it's like when you get those moments of anxiety and you want to break shit and just wreck the room, what is your biggest fear at that point? I think it's a, okay. I have a hard time liking what I do. Okay. And I know it's going to sound a little bit uh, pretentious, but I know people like what I do. Like you just said, oh, well, my God, it was beautiful. And I was like, no, it's fucking awful. Yeah. And when I was younger, I used to redo a lot of my work because I would break it or cut it or whatever, right? So back then when that, I mean, in that day when you came to see me, everything around me was a mess. It was kind of broken everything. So I wouldn't break the piece that I was developing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So that, that was how I used to deal with frustration then, 2017. Now things have changed and I think I'm doing a better internal work to not let that happen and to not let an anxiety take over me in those ways. Uh, everyone says, oh, I'm meditating and I'm doing sports and all this shit. Because it works. So I'm meditating and sports and all this shit, even though it sounds repetitive, but it fucking works. And, and I've also grown in, in many ways. You know, I've, I've done other stuff. I was also at that time in a really peculiar situation that you can't remember emotionally. And I was feeling very trapped and, you know, confused. Then um, things have changed now, at least in that regard. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And when you, I assume like, it's not that the anxiety has gone away. It's that you deal with it differently. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it has a little bit. It's just not a lot. Yeah. And it comes and goes. Totally. um, And sometimes it's triggered. It is triggered by things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like my job to be like, all right, you're here now what up <laughs> instead yeah. of ah oh, shit you're here now ah uh, what am i gonna do and, you know lose control totally. um but yeah i mean in terms of of art i'm a little bit more mellow and i'm also developing different kind of stuff like what do you have at your place which is more of a digital print or art print of my work which is something completely new that last year and COVID forced me to go into, which I have, I should have done years ago. I just was working a different way. Like someone wanted a mural, I would paint a mural that would paint me directly. Someone wanted a commission, I don't know, a portrait of a family member, a pet, whatever, I would make it, that would paint me directly. When I was before a graphic designer, which I have been kind of doing lately also, because you know, the situation is not the same. You request something, I do it, you pay me for it. But now that I'm initiating, this journey into the art print world, the logistics are hard, the learning curve is long. And every time I think like, ah, I'm about to publish this so the world can buy my stuff, 
there's another hurdle and another one and another one. So I'm dealing with that. I'm learning, I'm growing. And at some point I'll just be able to pay someone to do the shit that I don't like doing. And that's it, you know, but at least I'll know what it takes to do that. Yeah. Which I think is important. I think, one of the, I think one of the coolest things is we actually got to work together as a team. Yes, we did. So we had a small business of sorts. I was the business side of it and you were the yep. artist side of it. Um, yes, which was great for me. Yeah. It was you were so doing cool. all this shit that I don't like doing. That and it was like, Gabo, this is great. Let's just but, ship it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you, you were directing me in a, an amazing way. Like those months that we, we did that. I love Work came in, money came in. It was great. I mean, I was yeah. having a great time. You, you, and and it's not also. I mean, it's not only that I don't like doing it. You're really fucking good at it. Thank you. I appreciate no, that. No. Um, yeah. I think the the most rewarding project for me was when we both went to America together, and yes. <clears throat> we got to go over to my friend's house, and you painted a mural on their living room wall. I like that one a lot. Yeah. And, and, and plus, we like, it. And then we celebrate. Uh, we... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we're done. <laughs> also, yeah, they were like the cool. best clients ever. That too. They were amazing. Shout out to Methrin Bebek. We love you. What up? What up? Um, what was I going to ask you about that? If you like clients aside right it's just mm -hmm. you alone in a room what format do you like working with the best as big as i can really yeah why yeah that's my favorite i don't know i just like looking at it and it being bigger than me ah oh, i you like know? that yeah yeah i don't know why i can't tell you exactly but it's the the emotion I go through when I see something that's done because you know in the process I never like it until it's practically done and I start liking it like 90% or when I'm at the 90% of the process like almost finished that's where I then is when I start liking it and that just fills my soul dude like when I look at it like oh shit now it's taking shape now I like it now you know yeah but it has to be big what well, doesn't have to but i prefer it to be yeah i get that. the bigger the better um when we we're in america you got to meet a ton of my friends and you also got yep. to meet my mom i did and she was really nice yeah she's the best yeah i know do you remember saw, i ahead. remember she saw me puke some um <laughs> is that when we went to go get oysters yes on that curvy road yeah exactly yeah great oysters by the way those stayed in but before we had pancakes blueberry pancakes so i picked pink <laughs> which was amazing mm -hmm. thank you no, no shame in that i remember we were going out one day and i was like mom gabo and i are gonna smoke weed before we go and she looks at us and she goes y'all just gonna act drunk all day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love your mom's voice. I, I love her draw. So I cool. love that you love my mom's voice and hate mine. 
Right? Hey, that's how it goes. I don't know. I didn't choose it. It wasn't a purpose. You don't have the draw. No, I got rid of it. I know. I don't know why, though. I um, like it. I find it really endearing. Yeah, I think wrong writer in between people mistake a southern accent for ignorance. Yes, that's a very cultural thing from the states because I don't yeah. think that happens anywhere else, anywhere else in the world. Well, I think it's like it's not your first language, right? So for you to not be able to only speak eloquently in English, mm. but also differentiate between accents would be wild right yeah, yeah, yeah same kind of thing like it took me a while to really sit down and listen to the difference between british accents and like spanish and catalan and like all of those kinds of things so spanish and latino also you know a hundred percent for you it was a different world like oh I they know. sound kind of the same but not at all <laughs> yeah floor hated speaking in english when she was hungover. She was like it's too much thinking <laughs> yeah, well, she's Argentinian. You can't blame her. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yep. What's one story you remember about us and my years in Barcelona or when we went to the States? Hmm. I remember seeing you doing comedy mm -hmm. here, <clears throat> and that was great because you and I started having a conversation one night at that event that we were talking about at the beginning, uh, the collective and that retreat. And we started talking about comedians and this and that. And, and at the time I was not discovering comedy or stand-up comedy, but I was so into it. Like I was learning a lot. I was even thinking that I maybe should one day get on stage. And you were like, bitch, I'm a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, no way. And I was so excited we could have those conversations because those were conversations I could have with just anyone. Yeah. I didn't know many people in that world. Um, and then when I finally saw you on stage, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, that's my friend. That's that's really cool. And, and, and you were killing, too. Yeah. Well, you were basically my manager in comedy as I was yours in art. Yep. True that. Um, I still remember Matthew Murtha was another comic there. Yes. <laughs> I apologize you, to him. You gave him the most backhanded compliment I have ever heard. I know. Life. And it was from the heart, but I didn't think of it. I was drunk too, which is never, ever, ever an excuse. What did you say to him? Do you remember? I remember him. I remember seeing him before. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing as a audience member who had never been on a, on, on a stage, but thought had some knowledge about stand-up comedy and, and see him start his career, I guess, and, and struggle a lot and being not funny at all for my standards, you know, in, in, in my opinion. And then that night that I that I saw you that place, what was the name of the place? It was a really nice venue that you would go downstairs. Uh, it was the Hush Hush Comedy at- yes. um... It was like a nice little hotel. Yeah. Right? Yep. And he killed there. Like from the time that I saw him months before 
to that night when I saw you on stage and I saw him on stage, I was like, fuck, this guy has grown so much. So I wanted to compliment him. <laughs> you introduced me to him and I was coming out of the bathroom. I saw him and I was drunk. I was like, hey man, come here. <laughs> I just want to say, and I, and I saw his eyes like, oh, he's going to say something cool, right? I saw you some months ago and you fucking sucked. <laughs> or some shit like that. Like you were so bad, dude. You were so fucking bad. But I saw you tonight and you've, you know, like you killed. And and I, I think I even said, like, I'm proud of you. Like, yeah. Like I knew the guy. <laughs> I'm proud of you, said. <laughs> so stupid, man. I felt so, and, and then I apologized. I, I remember seeing him afterwards at some other place. I'm like, hey man, sorry about that shit. Like that was not cool that I said that. And he, he was very cool about it. He yeah. was like a really nice dude. Luckily, um, Bertha is like the nicest person on the planet. But I think that's where people get confused because really depending on the venue is where you decide to bring your like heavy hitters or you're just trying mm -hmm. out new shit all the time. So yeah. I think in that case, you were in places where he was just, you know, trying to earlier that day. And then you yeah. went to a big show and he was like, cool. I know what works of mine, heavy hitters only. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. I'm not proud cool. of myself about that, but you know. I love making fun of you for it though. I deserve it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, another reason I love you is because you're an outlaw. Um you are not allowed in the United States right now. <laughs> oh, we're making that public. Okay, I don't want to talk about that shit. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I am. Which, which, which will may change soon. But yeah, that's okay. that's what happened. Well, we can include it. I don't mind. We don't have to talk about it. But it was really okay. like a paperwork issue versus you doing anything wrong. I know, dude. But you which know, I should have known better. Like, no. just for anyone who's listening to this shit, even though you're a tourist, if you're going to the States, have a fucking flight out of the States. Especially if you're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white people, this isn't so much for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I will also say that I value you so much because you really saw me through a very depressed period of my life um yeah the hard one yeah and you held my hand as i was going through the worst breakup i've ever gone through which if people knew about it would be very understandable yeah i mean it was very hard it was very fucked up yeah quite yeah i would say very few people know the details of of what went down but i will yeah. say you were so good about checking in on me. And if you hadn't heard from me, you just stopped by. And mm. when I called you crying and like, I can't do this, you were like, okay, well, I'm at the bar down the street. So just come meet me. I'm at the bar down the street. Don't fucking bother me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then sometimes you'd be like, I'm depressed too. I'm coming over. Let's smoke weed and just... I'm going to play the guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, it was, it was hard times for both of us. 
Yeah. Different ways. I, I understand that your situation was way harder than mine, but you know, we were all going through our, our yeah, through that. We were going through our own little hells. Yeah. I think it was also us really going through that moment in your life of like playing into fear of what other people might think yes. versus knowing what you need to do and just doing it. Even though, yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, there's going to be some fallout from this, but like yeah. look around, all of the signs are pointing towards you know, know, you need to get the fuck out. Yep. And that's, I don't know. Do you have any advice for people who are in that moment of like trying to do a really, make a really hard decision for themselves, but that they know at the end of the day is the right decision? The sooner the better, dude. Yeah. Like it's that easy. I mean, it's not, but now that I'm outside of that situation, I can look back and say, I wish I had done it way before. Yeah. You know, cause I didn't deserve to be in that situation. The other person didn't deserve to be in that situation either. Yeah. You know? So, but it takes a lot of thinking and rethinking, evaluating, and it's not easy. No. You know, it's not easy to, to grab your balls and be like, okay, here it comes, you know? And, and also when people, when the other side doesn't understand because it's not that I didn't or that I hadn't tried. Yeah. I just had a hard time making it de definitive. Yeah, yeah, definite, permanent, any definite. of those things. Mm -hmm. So for Why? people who are listening, uh, you know, this is not my first language, so I apologize. <laughs> okay, <laughs> brag, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that, that was, that was it. Like the sooner you can deal with the situation, the better. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. I think, I don't know. It's interesting because I feel like we were both in a very similar situation with very different um, reasons and motivations. Yep. So we were both needing to leave a relationship at that point. Yes but there was so much fear in the what's next. Yep. What does this look like? And what is the fallout of me making this decision? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was, it was not easy for any of us or either of us, but you know, here we are now. It wasn't, but what's wild is we were going through the same thing. And when we looked at each other's situation, it was so fucking obvious. And we yeah. give each other that information and give each other that advice, but we could not give it to ourselves. No. Or it hear was, it from the other person. Yeah. Yeah. We were so much in our own little capsule, you know, a little bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the difference I think in my case was that the person that I was with back then was not a bad person. No. You know? and, I was, and I was completely afraid. Of, of causing pain and hurt. And that was one of my issues that for how do I do this without hurting this mm -hmm. person? Who I still am friends with and I think she's amazing. But, you know, at the time things were what they were and, and it was really fucking hard. And I think in your case, you were having a hard time 
seeing that the person you were with wasn't good for you. Yeah. You know, at all. And I'm keeping it really, really diplomatic. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> Fucking that. piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> See you, diplomacy. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but when someone hurts a friend, that's really hard, dude. Totally. Really hard. It would be weird if you were chill about it. I don't think you'd be a good friend. Yeah, even, you look at me like I just think about it and I go like, yeah. yeah I could yeah. see you getting all upset. I remember yeah. the time <clears throat> that I told you, I was like, yeah, I was on my first, like, he walked me to my first stand up show in Barcelona and I was just mm -hmm. kind of going through my set, making sure I had everything memorized. And he was like, are you sure you want to do this? I'm not sure if it's funny. And I told you that, and you were like, that honestly makes me almost angrier than all the other shit combined. <laughs> yeah, because he was messing with your future. He was messing with, not with your present. He was messing with your career. He was projecting his fucking insecurities on you because he didn't want to see you glow. Yeah, yeah. If things were kind of shaky at the time, if he started becoming a greater person, you were, you were already greater than him, but you know, he didn't want to see you glow because that would definitely mean that you would be gone away. Yeah, I think, From I think that's a definite flag that I'm looking for in future relationships of people who don't support my art. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it's, it's interesting, right? Because as a female, you are in the spotlight after shows, everyone's coming up to you, talking to you, like all of those kinds of things. And of if, course. I, if I'm not with a partner who is juiced that that's happening for me versus- As they should be. Yeah, versus jealous and like, you know, hating I mean, that. A part of me can understand that insecurity because when you have a beautiful girlfriend who's also center of attention who's also funny who's smart who's, yeah of course you're gonna be like okay you know like back off motherfuckers because <laughs> i remember seeing you on stage and even me as a friend would be like i can't even talk to this bitch because everyone's fucking all over her. you know <laughs> all these guys are like hey what's up hey, hey. so i can understand that as a boyfriend you know but I don't relate to it because he wasn't a good boyfriend. Yeah. And I also think that happens when you don't have your own shit, right? Like if sure. he had something that he was passionate about and he had self-worth and he had all of those things, like yeah. he would have stood there and been like, wow, this is great for what she's trying to do. Like she's wanted yeah. to do this for forever and she's actually up there doing it and doing it well. And that makes me just so proud that we're in a partnership versus like, oh no, she's doing well. What does that mean for me? Yeah, of course. Who's going to steal it from me? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, th I thought like, tall motherfuckers were a little bit more confident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got to find someone ultra, ultra, ultra confident. Get a short guy. <laughs> For some reason, they're ultra fucking confident. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, that's the best advice I've ever been given. 
<laughs> give it a shot. I don't know. Um, okay. I so. always wrap up with the same kind of questions. Okay. The first one is when is the last time you shit your pants? And not like figuratively, literally. No, no, no. I'm trying to think. Okay. I'll give you a minute. Now you're just making a shitting noise with your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to relate to the moment. <laughs> um, I can't remember it really. I mean, I'm sure it happened, if not last year, the year before that I was sick. You know, at some point where I was sick and I just started. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that happened at some point, you know. But I don't remember it being in public or anything. Otherwise, I would fucking remember. Yeah. So like, oh, shit, this happened. And then, you know, just go and wipe. That's it. But I do remember one time when I was a kid, this one, well, I will never forget. I was playing baseball and uh, in our garage in Mexico. And my brother was pitching and I was batting. And he went like, whoop, you know, he threw it like that. Cause I was very small. I was like, I don't know, six years old, some shit like that. And I had been a little bit sick and I kind of jumped to hit the ball and I was like, Boom. and when I landed, it was like, <laughs> And my brother, to this day, laughs telling the story to my nieces because I went walking like this back home. <laughs> you did the duck walk? I did it, yeah. How far was home away from the baseball field? I was in the garage of my own house. Ah, okay. I okay. just had to, you know, but I was like, Mom. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Um. 2020 was a, uh, speaking of shit, a shit year. Mm -hmm. um, what's one good thing that came out of 2020 for you? I think, I mean, I'm gonna repeat myself, this transition of uh, thinking from doing, or, or thinking about one way of doing art to change it to another, mm -hmm. and, and to be able to grind and go online and, and, and try to make some passive income of the work that I've already developed. I think that's been great. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Personally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and also, um, my relationship with Liana got stronger, even though at some point we thought we were going to completely break up because shit got really hard. We were about to break up, and then COVID hit both of us, and we had to stay together because <laughs> we couldn't leave our room. And that forced us into, you know, dealing with our shit. Yeah. And that made us made our relationship stronger and was it like you actually had to talk through things that were painful and there was enough space to yes. do that or what and was it meaning like covid put you in the same room for some couples yeah. that would mean like there was a murder that happened in that room <laughs> yes but for you guys what did it give you that you didn't have before we had to be super honest with each other Mm. like extremely fucking honest yeah and sometimes when you're in a relationship you're super honest with the other sorry but the other goes like well fuck you and i'm gonna go home and i'll see you in a couple of days so i won't talk to you for a fucking week or whatever we couldn't do that shit yeah so we had to deal with the elephant in the room as hard as that was yeah and we fucking did and I know other couples that broke up. I have friends who like finished their relationships because of that and blah, blah, blah. For us, it worked out. 
Yeah. So if I can give you two positive things that happened for me, those were it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yep. What is the best advice you've ever been given? Wow. That's a good one. Can we go back to that one? Yeah, of course. All right. Um, if you were to describe me to someone who had never met me. Annoying. <laughs> Annoying is the only thing that you would say? No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Come on. Come, Come on. on. I'm not a comedian, but I have you know, a few jokes. <laughs> um, I'm a comedian wannabe. Um, I think you're very smart. I think you're very honest. I think you're beautiful. Mm. I think you're very social yet reserved of what's personal. Mm -hmm. I think you're a hard worker. I think that's the, the Texan in you that I see. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think you're a cool home. I'm a cool hoe. God, I forget it. <laughs> Gabo calls me a hoe all the time, but it's like- It's with the, much love. Yeah, it's in like a loving term. And he doesn't mean like that I sleep with a bunch of people. He's just no. like, love you, hoe. <laughs> yeah, like a girlfriend would say. <laughs> yeah, I, none of my girlfriends call me a hoe. They definitely call me bitch. Well, definitely call this me one bitch. does. <laughs> Okay, what would you say is one thing most people don't know about you? About me? Mm hmm Hmm. Shit. I wasn't expecting this. This and the advice one? Fuck. Um... I don't know, man. I think I'm very transparent with the people that I know. I, think I don't that's think true. I, I don't think I had many secrets. No, I don't think that you hide secrets. Like for me, the way that I answered it was, I don't think most people know how sensitive I am because I come off as like super gregarious and all of those kinds of things. Yeah. But once you get to know me, you realize that like, I have so many emotions. Yeah. You can say something know. like silly, like you like board games or no one knows. That's super lame. I know. Super I'm lame. just trying to help you out because you're taking forever. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I just discovered last year that I like puzzles. Actually, you're right. And I'm really good at them. Like I really love puzzles. Really good at them. Yeah, same. Yeah, Liana, Liana got a puzzle for her birthday last year. And I was like, Pfft. and then she was like, you want to help me? I was like, I don't want to. This goes there. How do you find that? So, <laughs> this goes there. This goes, And I started liking it. I love puzzles. They're so addicting. Go. I love yeah. just listening to a murder podcast and doing a puzzle. Okay. I highly recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> okay back to the advice one it doesn't have to be the best advice you've ever been given but just like a good piece of advice someone told you and it 
reframe the way you were thinking about something. I'm going to repeat myself again, but uh, this friend who's a very successful painter, artist here in Barcelona, he's Colombian, and he sells his art for like thousands and thousands of euros. He is the one who taught me better done than perfect. Because mm. he used to be also a perfectionist. And he was like, dude, and let the, like they say in, in Colombia, Marica, mm -mm. just like finish it and get it done and, and move on. Because it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to find something perfect yeah in your work in your own work so just if and, and especially if people like it you know if people like what they see because i was like yeah but i don't want to deliver yet because and the clients like can i have it now no i still need to work on it for another 20 days like, but i love it the way it is shut the fuck up i'm the artist <laughs> like you know not that i would say that to a client ever but that's how i would feel inside yeah not anymore not anymore Good for you. I love hearing Thank that. Um, where can people find your work? Um, how can they follow you? Give me, give us all, all give us, give us Thank that. Thank you for the introduction. I'm going to take <laughs> over from here. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me at gaboestrada.com, www.gaboestrada.com. That's my website. You can find me on Instagram as at gabodross. And you can find me also now on Etsy that I'm just Ooh. kind of having my, my brand new shop with a couple of pieces. Uh, and also Gabo Dross on the Etsy shop. I didn't know you were on Etsy. I can't wait. I just started yesterday. I'm still figuring some shit out. But yeah, go check it out and tell me what you think. I will. I will. Amazing. Huh? Gabo, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome, babe. I miss you. Yeah, me too, dude. Mm. Oh. Well, when all this is so they're either here or they're soonish. Yeah, I'll be in Barcelona as soon as I can. <laughs> I like your hair, your 90s hair. My 90s hair. Do you like me yeah. as a blonde? I didn't even ask. I did answer brunette. Oh. Because you, you did something on Instagram where you were asking people. I mean, you, you, like... look, you look great, but I've always liked you more as a brunette. Okay, well. Because I like red, redheads and blondes but you particularly like Lisa Burnett. What a note to end the podcast on. <laughs> of course. So profound. <laughs> All right. I love you. I'll see you soon. All right. Peace. Bye. 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 Bitch. <laughs> bro, I be telling you, bro, she's supposed to spray gas on the stage. She's hella funny, bro. Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Foster. Catch her on the stage. Yeah, you know she's a monster. Hair done, nails did, always looking so proper. She the real deal like some homemade pasta. Everywhere she goes, she flow like the water. And she's too hot for y'all, unlike your mama. Always cool, no need for drama. She spit straight gas like a petrol llama. 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 Like a petrol, petrol llama